Welcome to another Haunted Hour podcast. I'm your host, Noel Boyd. Today, I will talk about a very famous old building in Singapore, a building that is listed as one of the most haunted locations in the world. Right, that says something if it's on international websites and they're all talking about this building. I'm talking about the old Changi Hospital. OCH to me will always be a very special place. I did a video there many years ago and before I even went in to start my paranormal investigation, I managed to capture a entity that was in one of the windows. So I'll, we got out of the car and I saw this female entity standing by the window and she was looking right back at me and I told myself like hmm this is interesting right because we've not even started a paranormal investigation and there she is and I took out my smartphone I took a photo and there she was you know and I will post this on the Coast Files Singapore Facebook page so you can see it if you've not seen it already and I remember walking into the building it was you could feel that you were not alone it was creepy but yeah, it's like Istana Woodnook. Istana Woodnook, there's a lot of evil, but at Old Changi Hospital, it felt calm, but you knew for a fact that we were not alone. I've got some fun facts about OCH. It was built in 1935, and this was to serve the British Royal Air Force. And not long after, as with most paranormal cases in Singapore, the Japanese would be involved. In 1942, the Japanese used the hospital as a prison camp for British soldiers and their allies, right? And because they were there, many prisoners were tortured to death. <coughs> what the Japanese military, the Kerpentai, what they used to do, was they would impale heads uh, of these people that they killed. They would impale these heads on stakes outside the hospital so that people would look at it and people would feel afraid that you know that might happen to them if uh, they were rounded up by the Japanese or if they were to go against the Japanese and then once the Japanese war was over in 1965 uh, when Singapore gained independence uh, the hospital was called the Anzuk Hospital A-N-Z-U-K and this was the the hospital for the armed forces from New Zealand, Australia and the United Kingdom. OCH closed for good in 1997. In 2006, a company bought the land but plans fell through. They wanted to build a luxurious hotel and uh, rumour has it that because of the entities that reside in the building, you know, the plans just fell through. So then the government took back the land and after that, you know, a lot of people started exploring Old Changi Hospital. There was even a movie that was made about Old Changi Hospital. Uh, people that have been there at night and in the day have reported hearing uh, screaming, really high-pitched screaming like somebody's being tortured. <coughs> and they seen shadow people. I saw that as well when I was uh, at OCH. And this happened at, once again at both uh, daylight and at night. And then you have reports about people seeing soldiers walking the grounds. We have people uh, that were going in groups and then you know they would do a head count. And if there are eight of them, they do a head count and then there would be like nine. Nine people and they, then they start freaking out. And of course, just the other day somebody told me about a story. Like they went to 
OCH to explore and then they felt something grab their, their ankles you know so so many stories have come out from OCH a lot of them are authentic because I've spoken to people and you can tell just from their, their eyes and from the way they speak that you know they're telling the truth they, they have got no reason to lie as I said it's listed as one of the most haunted locations in the world it's talked about by so many Singaporeans when people find out what I do the first location they always ask me have you been to OCH so it's it's in our blood at Singaporean right Old Changi Hospital I have got a lady and I'm so excited about this it's such a blessing that that I have found her or rather she has found me or we have both found each other she was a staff nurse at OCH from 1991 to 1997 and she is now based in Melbourne Australia but I'm gonna give her a call and she's gonna share with us her encounters at the hospital Hello. Yes, yes. Hi, doll. How are you? I'm great. How are you? No, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> I'm really excited to hear about your stories from Old Changi Hospital. Oh, yeah. I know. I've watched the whole series. I've watched so many different, uh, like, bloggers and all that. Like, but it's, it's true. That place wasn't clean at all. From day one, you know, I did night shift. My first round as a staff nurse. Mm-hmm. But the surprising thing is, I only had these um, experiences my first during my first round of night shifts. Hmm. But after that, um, subsequently, when I went on night shift, there was nothing but like you can always see something at the corner of your eyes, but they didn't bother me any, at all. But the first three night shifts were hell, like really terrible. Hmm. I I think maybe they were testing you. Like trying to get to know yeah, you. Probably. Yeah, probably. Same thing happened to my colleague who was new there. Because after me, she went on night shift and she came back after night and she said, Did you feel funny on the night shift? Did you have some experiences? Then I said, like I was telling her. But she, she didn't have any of what I had. But she said she she felt really uncomfortable and she could see things at the corner of her eyes. and But she just sort of ignored it. And then there was another nurse who was working on level 6. You know how some people have the third eye? Yeah. She could actually see see things and that freaked her out. And she couldn't go anywhere on her own. She always had a nurse going with her. And you know what they call the thing, Pontianak? Yes. She, she could actually see that. Because, you know, the trees, they are so old and high. And she could always see the whatever this thing sitting on the tree and just looking at them and patients would be on the floor they don't know how they ended up on the floor oh wow and, uh, lots of things and they in there there was the intensive care unit there and uh, the patients or and they there were only three patients at a time and all the patients could see this elderly uh white man you know um uh, british or i don't know what nationality he was but they say it's a white man wearing a cap and the glasses just standing in the corner and always just looking at them you were a nurse at so, OCH from 1991 to 1997 to 97 yes yes I was working on level 2 so all these experiences happened there on level 2 it was a male and female ward okay could you describe how the building looked like because I've been to Old Changi Hospital and then there's different parts to, to the hospital right uh, yes yes and I was told that the most so, haunted part of Old Changi Hospital would be 
uh, where the ANU uh, department used to be. It's I think maybe like two floors or, or is it three floors? Yeah, that, that was, um, I think, previously, but then the A&E department, by the time I went on there, we didn't have the A&E department there anymore. It was down the road where they had the private ward, like pay class ward. So there was a building by itself. Maybe you all don't know about that. Mm. So it was on, above was the ward and below was A&E. Alright, so can you take us back to your first day on the job? Uh, that's back in 1991. What was the experience yeah. like? Alright, so I was working with um, my friend. Her name was uh, is Adeline Matthews. She was a Catholic nurse, a uh, Catholic girl. And the first night shift, she said to me, Look, Jess, you're uh, first night here, and please don't go anywhere with your, by yourself. Uh, if you want to go anywhere, call me or the armor and please keep something sharp with you like uh, a scissors if you have in your pocket and then I was saying why are you saying all this she said no no just just you'll feel more comfortable so anyway I kept the scissors with me and happened to be uh, there was a around 2 a.m. I had to go and do a check on the female ward mm -hmm. so she was busy with another patient so I went by myself so I walked into the ward and I looked at all the patients. They were all elderly Chinese Malay ladies, but they, everyone was sleeping. So I just turned around to walk back to the male ward. And as I turned around, I heard someone someone called me Ko. And I, you know how you don't think you just turn around? Yeah. So I turned around and there was no one. All the patients were asleep. And they don't. no one calls me there by my surname. They used to call me Missy, you know, patients. So I said, oh, maybe I'm just hearing things. But I started to feel a bit uncomfortable. So I turned around and then again, it was louder. Call very loud. But this time I didn't turn around. I just ran because I was freaked out, like really freaked out. Uh -huh. And then I went back to the male ward and um, I told Adeline what happened. And she said, see, this is the reason why I told you don't go by yourself because these things whoever goes on night for the first time they get bad experiences like you know they dis they feel disturbed and you know i was scared after that i didn't move anywhere without someone with me so that this was the first night shift the second night shift um what happened was um the nurse called button in the to male toilet um activated so I wanted to get up and go and Adeline stopped me she said no don't go we'll check make sure all the patients are in the bed so I realized that okay there's something's not right so we checked all the patients were in their bed and she said no we're not going in there we'll call the electrician so as we were discussing that the uh, night manager came and she said uh, why is the bell going on and no one's attending so Adeline said to her look everyone's in the bed maybe some electrical thing but we were starting to feel uncomfortable at this stage so she said okay go and get the electrician so we called him and he came up it was a, he was a Malay guy came up and he asked me what happened staff nurse what's wrong I said the bell in the male toilet is gone off he said oh it's untu he said to me hmm. and that freaked me out more so he went in he checked the circuit board and he said uh, nothing's wrong nothing it's not electrical he said that you need to go and turn it off from the cubicle. 
And I said to him, you go. He said, no, I'm not going. It's Antu. <laughs> so he left. So it fell on me and my colleague. And the nurse manager was saying, come on, go and turn it off. It's uh, very loud and the patients are starting to get up. So I just gathered all my courage and I walked in there. Noel, I tell you, see, even now I'm getting goosebumps. I could have just had a heart attack and died. It, it, that feeling, you know, that nauseous feeling. Yeah. So I just gathered all my strength. I just said a prayer, went in there, went into the cubicle. I pressed the buzzer off, but you could feel there was something there watching you. And you were not alone. You get that feeling. So I turned around and I came out. And and then again that night again um, in the linen room where they keep all the bedsheets and pillows, um, we could hear like a baby crying. And the, and then the ama, you know, those times they used to have the amas where to scrub the trolleys and all that. Right. So okay. she was scrubbing the trolley. And um, she came running. She said, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. They say, what's wrong? By this time, we were all like, you know, freaked out. And she said, no, there's someone uh, out of the window. It was pitch dark. This is um, like at the back of the canteen. So she said, it's pitch, it's pitch black. She said, um, that I can hear a baby crying. So we said, no, maybe it's a cat or something. She said, no, it's not. She said, come with me. So with three of us together we went and we stood there and it was actually a baby crying. It wasn't like I know when a cat, you know, meows and cries and she said, I'm not going to do this. I said, okay, it's okay, just gather everything and we went into the ward. So the whole night we went together everywhere. We were freaked out. We could sense there was things around, you know, that unsettling feeling. Yes. Somehow we, we managed to finish that night and um, so this was the second night. The third night, this is beyond, it, it was, it's like the cherry on the cake. First of all, one of the patients ring the buzzer, so we go. She was a Chinese lady, she was sending, then we say, what's wrong? She said, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, something's disturbing me. So we say, no, there's, she said, there's someone around. We said, no, there's no one, it's only me. Then she said, who is that standing behind you? It looks like a monkey. And we could not move. Three, uh, two of us were just standing there looking at each other, looking at each other. So Edlin started to say prayer because she had a Bible in her pocket. And we just kept talking to the lady. We said, no, no, it's nothing, it's nothing. She said, no, the thing is there. It's looking at me. It's laughing. It's behind you. So it looks like a monkey, the head of a monkey, but the body of a person. Hmm. So we said, oh, no, maybe she's, you know... Uh, not feeling well or things like that but you know we started getting goosebumps and all that so we just said a prayer and and then so the uneasy feeling went off and then we went back so it was around 3 a.m so uh, level two the ward is if you sit uh, you face the corridor uh, uh, if someone takes the leaps and comes up and starts to walk towards the ward you it's that corridor so at the end of the corridor was the doctor's restroom so that night this indian doctor was on duty i remember his name was dr ravi so we saw him come we said oh he must be busy in icu he's only coming back now so he in inverted commas walked along the corridor so the, they're all window panes so we can see the person 
uh, walk right past the windows and and, uh, and after that he goes to his office so the first half of the windows we saw him walk right and the second part of the window there was no one oh wow we assume me and Adeline assume it must have taken the form of the doctor yeah. whatever it was yeah sounds like it but the good thing was it didn't have yeah any eye contact with me or you know it didn't look at us it was just looking down and walking so when we saw that me and Adeline just look at each other we didn't utter a word we just continued doing our work so in the morning we sort of asked each other and we talked and we said it must be the thing that took the form of the doctor yeah and it just walked so this was the experiences i had but it's strange that uh, you didn't experience anything else after uh, your first night shift you think this is because you didn't show any fear after that maybe um i actually i was afraid but maybe i just accepted like I had a chat with my dad and my dad can sense he can't see but he can sense when things are not right in a place so he said to me it feeds of fear so you know don't be afraid they also live they are also in this you know on this earth um so if you become afraid they they will show themselves more to you because they feed on your fear exactly or something like that so after that sort of i used to you know feel uncomfortable and all that i just used to say a prayer and you know just carry on with whatever i used to do but um so that's what was my experience but there was another malayness who was on level 6 like i told you her third eye you know mm-hmm. and uh, so subsequently she went off night shifts because she couldn't deal with it anymore mm. and everywhere she go the things she could see everything and anything and there were lots she said there were lots of things around there there was a canteen right how many canteens did yeah. och have they only had one that ah. was on the ground level so uh, the ward 2 where, where i was working was one level above it right right because yeah. i've been i've been to mm-hmm. that building where the canteen used yeah because to be. i saw your yeah 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 your blog over there and then you know you had that thing experiences there Yeah. But the thing is on night shift we never used to go down there but you could hear like bang and all that sounds but uh, but really we didn't used to we had no experiences down there so okay. we're not really sure but, but we could hear like loud bangs and things like that on night shift from you know downstairs Yeah from my own mm-hmm. experience when I was at the canteen area mm-hmm. I heard Um, yeah. the sounds of mm-hmm. it sounded like some uh, somebody walking with high heels and ah. the, yeah that's one of the sounds i heard so i i thought to myself maybe that could have been mm-hmm. like a former staff nurse but i also remember right and i'll never forget mm-hmm. this that i remember mm-hmm. hearing a baby crying when i was in that building yeah yeah because they they told me level 3 that was uh, before it was became the saf ward it was a pediatric ward you know when mm. people uh, kids were admitted and way back i think it was a maternity ward and all that and they said that there were children babies who died yes so yeah so that that could be it because we we heard the same thing like a baby crying and you know level 2 as you were we had the staff room there as well it was on another building it, 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 it there was a small uh, like a 
passage, like a bridge, which you have to walk and then go to the staff room. This was connected to level two. Yes, correct. So if you go in there at night and rest, you will not be able to rest because the nurses. I mean, they are so daring. Those nurses have worked there for such a long time. They were all senior nurses. They used to go in there, but they used to struggle then because they will get like you know someone's choking them. They can't get up. Mm-hmm. All of them reported that same sensation, like being choked. And you just something heavy on the chest, being choked, couldn't get up, and they had to struggle to to get up. But I mean, we never, I never went in there, not after all that experiences. <laughs> so where would you take your rest then? We just used to sit at the staff office. I mean, in the in the in the ward itself. We never used to go anywhere. Yeah, not like we all all the young nurses, the junior nurses. We we never used to go anywhere. We just used to sit together and just rest there. In the um, ward itself, but yeah, there's a lot of um, uh, things uh, like they have reported um, like funny noise, and and then uh, the other thing I forgot. There's another one as well. You know the female ward level two. Okay. There was actually a cell for prisoners who from uh, who used to come from Changi prison if they became medically unwell. Mm-hmm. And there was a cell there, and uh, at night the uh, wardens used to be on duty. At least two wardens. They could only have two patients there. Sometimes the warden used to come up and and ask us, "Did you all just did someone just do a round? <laughs> Or did you all just come and help? You know?" And we said no. And the Malay used to be Malay wardens. They say, "Oh, okay, never mind." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they used to experience it as well. I've heard this story about the mortuary because after OCH was shut down. The mortuary building was yeah. still there, and then there were a lot of cases where either the police were called in or uh, the SCDF, mm. you know, the, the the paramedics were called in because people yeah. would get possessed and became uh, so serious mm. that they had to tear down that part of the hospital. So that's the only part that they have broken down. You know, everything else is is still where it is. Do you have any? Uh, yeah, yeah. Inc- do you have any encounters of the mortuary? No, no, no. Not nothing because no, I never been. I never we never used to go down to the mortuary. Nothing, not not. I've never I never heard anything about the mortuary. Hmm. Any incidences there? Oh, yeah, interesting. So it was like level two, level four, uh, five. Level two was where I worked before I moved to level four and five. Like they were very un. You felt very uneasy. You you just that you know that. That you are not alone. You get that feeling. Yeah. There's always someone watching you. Yeah. And level six as well. Like uh, there were a lot of things went up there. Like the patients, you know, they go for uh, orthopedic surgery and their legs would be up in sling. Mm-hmm. So if the nurses on night shift they go and do the round, like the sling is down, and they ask the patient, "How did this come down?" Say, so, "I don't know. One of you all took it down." So. Wow. Take the form of a nurse as well, or the patient would be on the floor, hmm. and they don't know how they land on the floor. Like the bed sides would still be up. They would say, "Oh, the nurse just came. Why are you coming again?" But the worst is that Malay nurse who used to see that Pontianak or whatever it is out on the branch, you know, looking at them and humming away at times. While they were attending to patients, so yeah, so that Malay nurse got very freaked out, and she 
brought in and said she's not going to do night shift anymore. Sometimes you get that sweet smelling aroma, you know, like perfume. When I was doing my posting in um, the old KK hospital, yeah, it happened to me one night as well as a student. I had to go and fetch a patient from um, A&E. Mm-hmm. So I had to go down the leaf and walk down that corridor and I could smell the jasmine so strong and I was so uncomfortable so I ran all the way to the emergency department and then they asked me why you run and said no I just like freaked out about something so they were just smiling but when I came back with the patient and the attendant from emer- uh, emergency department there was nothing. What else have you heard about KK hospital, the old KK hospital? Okay, lots of things like um, you know, this thing takes the form of a nurse and actually does procedures on a patient. What? Like um, giving them, you know, the olden days they used to do the enema before the nurse, the patients used to go for cesarean, mm-hmm. you know, like put in medication to your palm and then, yeah. you know, that then your poo and all that. Yes. And then the patient would, uh, the nurse would come and she said, oh, you did, you gave me this before, why are you coming again? Wow. Things like that. Yeah. And then in the operating theatre as well, <laughs> they could um, see like a doctor in the theatre but um, when they go back and check out in the duty room, the doctor is there, that kind of thing. Oh, that's so bizarre. And very bizarre, very bizarre. Yeah, lots of in Alexandra as well, there was a lot we heard. Even my auntie had an experience in the old Alexandra hospital. She went for um, appendicitis, um, appendicectomy, and she was resting. And this nurse came and started like she said, "I'm checking your wound," and and uh, she took op- she literally opened the wound and started pressing on it. And my auntie started to scream like she pressed so hard, and my auntie was in such agony. And the next moment, there's no one around. But when the nurse, the other nurses came to her and they saw her whole um, operation site had split open the stitches. Oh my! So they had to take her. So they had to take her back to theatre to stitch it. And this friend of mine, Adeline, who worked in Changi, so she worked in Alexandra. That's why actually she asked for a transfer out of Alexandra because she had so many experiences. They said I don't have any contact of her anymore. Otherwise. She could have told you her experiences, but this is what I heard from her. Like they, they always used to report about a Brit, uh, you know, among among nurse, mm-hmm. the Chinese patients used to say, yeah, they used to attend to the patients, and the patients would be wondering why are we having among nurse. They would ask the nurses, is there among nurse on night shift? And the nurses would freak and look at each other. And, you know, they know these things went on there. One night trip, Adeline was working and she was checking temperatures for the patient. And she went to this patient who was at the the last, uh, next to a wall. So she said, um, check your temperature. She said, you already, uh, you already did it. She said, no, I'm just coming. And he said, no, you did it. He said, no. But then she asked, where, where did I go then? He said, you walked that way. That was actually into the wall. <laughs> So she, no, she transferred from there because she had too many experiences. Like patients, uh, same thing, dressings being opened up, patients' traction taken off and and all that. I'm just wondering, could this mm. ghost nurses and ghost doctors, right, be of those that mm. passed on during the war? Because Old Changi Hospital it was occupied by, by mm. the Japanese army during World yeah. War II and then... Yeah, yeah. 
we don't know a lot mm. that went on during the war so I'm, maybe they yeah, were killed yeah. by the Japanese and then you know I, I don't know man because yeah, I'm trying, it, trying yeah. to understand this I think it is it, uh, it could be like um, children dying uh, prisoners were tortured there isn't it the Japanese soldiers yeah um, they dying and that like the that man in ICU because they always used to say he's an amour so he could be a doctor who used to work there who died or something yeah there's so many possibilities yeah so like you, you know these things have stayed with me I can't shake them off like uh, it's with me I think it will go to my grave with me because if you experience it you, you know it like if I tell my friends oh no that's it you, you don't say no these things exist wait until you you have that experience yeah I even agree even where I'm working yeah you know where I'm working now in this clinic uh, this hospital as well it's built on uh, ground of aborigines used to you know the, in Australia there's not a lot of aborigine land mm-hmm. so it's built on the graveyard where they you know it's the graveyard oh no that's not and good then, and then after that yeah and then it became farm so like even here night shift I have had so many experiences like you feel footsteps and you turn around there's no one and you feel someone's walking with you one of the eyes things are going doors are being slammed shut and once I was having my break at night in the break room and someone just banged on the wall so loud like I just jumped out Wow. Of my chin ran out, but now I don't as much see. But you can feel when you know things are around. In certain rooms, like the television just turns on, even though there's no patient in there. Yeah. And then there was one night a male patient in the morning. He came and he said there was someone kept pulling my blanket off. He said I'm not happy about this. There was someone in my room, and we looked at him. He said, "No, don't give me that look. I'm telling you the truth." And I believed him, but how am I going to tell you? Like, you know, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, and you, you can't tell the patient that. Saying, oh, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, you can't tell a patient it's yeah. a ghost, right? Yeah, and we had another patient. She she was sort of like a psychic sort of a thing, and she said this place is not clean. And she said at night sometimes a lady comes and sits at the foot of a bed. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast about Old Changi Hospital. If you have had experiences at the hospital, let us know in the comments on our Facebook page. If you want, you can reach out to me on the page as well if you want to appear on the show. And if you can, we've got merchandise for sale. I know, like I mentioned before, a lot of us are going through a tough time. So if you can, purchase the merchandise. If not, it's fine. Just continue listening. The best thing you can do for me is to share this podcast with your friends because the more people that listen, the higher the chance I can get advertisers or, or even a sponsor for the show. So with all that said, you know, I want to thank nurses all around the world if you're listening. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Doctors as well. All the medical professionals, man. Um, I, I know these, there's times that, uh, this time that we're living in, I'm getting a bit emotional. So um, it, it's very difficult for a lot of us and especially for folks like you, you know, you are out there, you are doing what you do because you love your job, you've got passion in what you do and I've got so much respect that you still go to work every day and you're helping people become better. So thank you so much for that and to you the listener, thank you for listening and I'll be back with another 
haunted our podcast very very soon